Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. There is a, a story in the, in the Bible that goes after Jesus had died, resurrected, he was still, you know, kind of hanging around and maybe in this dimension, maybe not in this dimension, floating in and out, and then he was gone from this dimension. And so he was still available in other dimensions, perhaps, but he wasn't walking around anywhere. And what happened then, the disciples, who up until them had been kind of clueless, really. If you, if you read the stories, every time Jesus would say something, they'd say, huh? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? They really, they really didn't get it. And after he left, they were left alone with, okay, figure it out. What are you going to do? It's kind of like when you went to college, you know. I mean, when you left for college, you thought you knew it all, right? But then, or out on your own, whether you went to college or not, you, you get in your own place, and it's like, ah, where's but you had to figure it out and became an adult. And so it was like that for the disciples as well. And what happened for them was that they came together in a community and they had a mystical experience. It's described in the Bible as there were flames of, of light over their heads. Now, you know that that is not literal. That would be like a major 911, get the fire department here quickly. It wasn't that. It's, that is a way of describing a mystical experience that they had collectively. It's something that was not available to them individually. But as a group, something came over them. This Holy Spirit of light and love filled them. And it filled them to such a degree that they left that room and they went out into the world teaching the things that they had finally got. That Jesus had been working with them for several years. They got it. And when they got it, they couldn't keep it to themselves. They had to go out because they knew that this stuff changed lives. They got that love is not something that somebody like Jesus does. It's something that comes through all of us. I was in my mastermind group a couple of weeks ago, and in the meditation, I just got this surge of gratitude and love that came through, and along with it came the words, you are my hands, you are my eyes, you are my voice. And I want to say to you, that was not just for me, that was for each one of you. As I go on this sabbatical, for which I am so grateful to all of you for providing me this opportunity 
to get a reset and recharge. But as I go on it, this is not the opportunity for everybody to say, oh, well, Jane's not here. I think I'll go camping for the summer. <laughs> I mean, of course, you're going to go camping at Central Oregon. But, but you have to still be here because this is not about me. Look what happened to the early church after Jesus left. I know I'm comparing myself to <laughs> Basic archetypal. 
colors that make up the entire rainbow, right? And it's the richness and that diversity that makes up the richness of life. What each of us brings to that equation creates the music that is more than one perfect note. It's the blending, the harmony, and the discord times that resolves into a great, greater, greater richness. As we see that unifying love element that binds us together in the co-creation, we are the co-creation. All the members who joined today, they are the enrichment that continues because of love. And when we look at what is the basic principle of life that corresponds with universal law, well, physics can tell us a lot of it that is measurable, but what it cannot tell us is that the ultimate principle is truth. And what is truth? Vibrationally, energetically, it is love, isn't it? That we have a loving co-creation, which is the quantum physics that draws us all together. You know, we can be looking as quantum physics has pointed out, we can be looking through a microscope of some atomic activity, and what do we see? We see changes based on what we perceive. That is synergy, which is the component, the key component of co-creation. It's bringing our energies together, unique energies, unique gifts, that is harmonious. That's love. And that's what's happening here in this community. And we are present, we are providing in the world a healing just by being here together in that vibration. And so is that we're more than just a typical church congregation. We're a spiritual community. Because so many of us have been willing to step up and do our part to make things happen. And Lawrence has demonstrated for us the beauty of how things come together, diversity, to make a picture like you see on our windows. And I want my message is to say to you, what we're experiencing here in the, as, as our community is reflective of a major change that's taking place in human consciousness. Not just among a few people, but among a broad array of people are recognizing that this approach to life of coming together and sharing our gifts instead of trying to dominate and pursue people to fit our goals individually. That that's the key to living. I'll just give you a couple of examples to illustrate what I'm saying. The astrologers, for example, tell us that we're moving from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. And one of the characteristics of Pisces, they say, oh, well, that's the time when we had strong, charismatic leaders who told people what to do, and like good little sheep, they followed along and things got done. Aquarius, they tell us, 
is characterized by the concept of group, where the collective people come together and pool their resources and work together in cooperation to make it happen. It's happening in business. The enlightened companies you see show their organizational chart. You've all seen those, you know, the lines that go from bosses to bosses down to Now, the ones that are really with it are showing their charts as a circle. Yeah. You see it happening in technology that for all of its strengths and weaknesses, what technology is doing for us is taking care of the mundane tasks of life and freeing us to have a lot more time and energy than we ever had before. And strangely enough, people are saying, what will I do with that? And they're beginning to say, well, I need to, to look at what does it really mean to be human? How, how can I be more creative? How can I find more meaning in life instead of just doing the mundane tasks that used to take all my time? And as a result of that, miraculous things are taking place. And if you need a real powerful example of why the old ways of doing things don't work anymore, just look at politics. <laughs> In the past, politics has been all about power. Give me lots of power, then I can dominate you and force you to do what I want. But now there's so many different just attitudes and concepts, each having their power. And the, what do they do? They butt their heads together and nothing happens. We say, well, nothing's happening. <laughs> and yet a few people, mostly folks like us, are getting the message that if we start trying to find common ground and ways to work together, we can develop solutions. And the enlightened politicians are beginning to catch it a little bit. And in time, it'll come through. The biggest example you already been given, Jane has told you, we're a living example of it, and that's churches. And in the past, the attitude towards church was we need a responsible, professional person who will tell us what we're supposed to believe, what kind of rituals we're supposed to perform, and the approach of authority we're supposed to take, expecting, respecting their authority to tell us what to do. Churches that still follow that model aren't doing too well these days. And there's a good reason for that because people are rising up and they're saying, if I'm a spiritual being, then I need somebody to tell me how to express that and unfold it and be that. It's tough. I need some help. I need some place where I can learn how to love and have my spiritual consciousness awaken. And that's what's happening here. Yeah, we're on the leading edge, if you will, of this consciousness change that's taking place with humanity as a whole. And I know that as change occurs, there's a lot of violence and turmoil and unhappiness. We're experiencing that, and a lot of people get uh, discouraged. And they say something like, oh my God, who is going to come and deliver us from all this turmoil and hate and difficulty that we're experiencing in our lives? And the answer is, there is no messianic figure that's going to come and deliver us. To use the words of an ancient Native American proverb, we are the ones we're waiting for. Thank you.
So I hope that you will take this seriously, and not just this summer, but ongoing, that you will realize that we need you. That you will be the one who embodies love. As new people walk through our doors, you will be the one they're noticing that you haven't seen that face before. And, and welcoming them and helping them to discover if this is a home for them. I hope that you will be doing your spiritual practices, that you will be supporting everyone who is speaking here, and, and you will be coming and being an active part of it, not just this summer, but continuing, because you will matter. We absolutely need every one of you. I love, love, love what Carol said in changing the name to You Count. That could be the model for our whole community. We are here because we believe in our mission to embody love and awaken spiritual consciousness. And that isn't a job just for Sunday. It's not a job just for when I happen to be in the room. It's a job for every day, for all of us. And together, no matter what you think, no matter what conventional wisdom might say to you, no matter, we have got this. We can make it happen.